Let's get this over with. One, two, three, four. Hold your breath and listen. We're about to dive deep. Pity one to sprint race. Uh. K Mag up in your face. Oh. Gunter Steiner. I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is not where I thought welcome, that was going. <laughs> welcome, wow. welcome to the Hosboys podcast. That through, man. Wow. Um, we need more freestyles. You haven't done it in a while, but. But yeah. we got pole position. Yes. yes. The we biggest news of did. the year. Oh, yes, it is. Not letting it go anytime soon for any reason. That was a pole position. Yeah. Let's say it just one more time altogether on three. Pole, pole position. position. Yeah. Feels Holy good. Cow. And so, yeah, special intro. It was monumental for the Haas team. Yeah. It's the first one ever for the team. Yeah. It's a huge milestone. And it wasn't just something that was a fluke. Because I initially cause was watching it and, and I called Mike and was talking about it. He didn't see it. And I was like walking him through it. And I made it sound like it was like a fluke. Like he got out there, did a lap and no one else was able to. Right. No, but Mike, yeah, he did it. I went back through and I watched it because I didn't believe Max. Good thing I didn't. Cause, I know. Uh, I would have missed Good out. thing I'm not the, the genius. <laughs> nah, so I went back and I watched it and eight cars got a clean qualifying lap in eight in q3 before the rain started falling and before george spun off that means that kevin magnuson was the fastest of eight cars in q3 yeah which there are only 10 and so it was a legit pole position amazing. it was amazing the yeah, fastest no, lap no fluke 100 nope. his performance yeah just drove a perfect line and i yeah. shared with you that video of the comparison of max's lap versus kevin's lap and kevin just had really good lines the whole way through he had a lot of really good exits it seemed being able to get kind of get the power down use the momentum to kind of swing a little bit and put the car just in a good position to really accelerate out of corners and it seems like max was trying to shortcut a little bit on his lines and uh kind of depending a little bit on whether or not the red bull tire could catch and give him the acceleration he wanted, and he just couldn't, which gave Kevin the momentum and the opportunity to get pulled, which was just so cool. And it was really cool to see that comparison. We'll have to share that in show notes. And to watch how he found out that he was in on pole. Yeah, so good. He was just asking, he, he, he's cruising along and asks his race engineer, okay, what position? He's like, P1. <laughs> I think he said, He's like, you're kidding. You're kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, P1. (laughs) And he's like, it's not over yet. And the race engineer's like, not over yet, not over yet, not over yet. Yeah, he was like, let's not celebrate too early. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, let's ride it out. Man, from the beginning of this season to this, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty rad. Like, who's made steps forward like that this season? Nobody, but also who else in the sport has been able to get a podium or anything substantial that isn't a Ferrari, Red Bull, or Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, just one McLaren. Yeah. yeah. At the beginning of the year when things were a little bit still random. Right. And so there are two constructors that have one pole position a piece this year 
and it is Mercedes and Haas. <laughs> yes. That is a stat for the history book. Yeah, it's a good list, man. <laughs> and it feels I mean, real good. We are up there right with them. The numbers yeah. don't lie. They yeah. don't lie. <laughs> We're, we race as one now with Mercedes. <laughs> George is uh, a reserve driver for Haas now. Yeah. Yeah. He wishes. And he's excited. <laughs> what did George say when he was celebrating the sprint oh, race? Queen England. I remember. I am word the for king. Word. <laughs> word for word. Yeah. Oh. Wait till father hears this. It was, it was almost that lame. It, it was, was. What was it, Mike? He says, that's how we roll. Yeah, it was a very no, antiquated was, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was like kind of a broy thing from like 2008. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he thought was Nelly that? was going to follow as yeah. soon as he finished talking. Yeah, what did he say? Yeah, I think it was like, come on. Yeah, it just, and then he, he can't muster up like a lot of emotion. Like, yeah, yeah. it still sounded like, don't him. be very proper, like still be proper. Like, yeah. <laughs> Lewis also was like, mega job, guys. Mega. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell is wrong with this Mercedes yeah, what's team? what's going on over there? Can they get enthusiasm and slang coaching? Because yeah. it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. David Croft comes over and he says, and that's one more for Kingsland. <laughs> Did you yeah. say that? Yeah. It's just, oh, that puts a lot into context. He comes from a, na- a neighborhood called Kingsland. I just mm, imagine Kingsland. an enormous gated community. <laughs> There's a moat. It's a it's brick wall. A it's moat. a big wood, like stone wall yeah, in a moat. And all this slang comes over a brick wall and like wadded up pieces of paper. The peasants are the using peasants. this term now, Mr. Russell. We heard it in today's rolled up paper. <laughs> Word has come from the outside. That they're saying, come on. Maybe try raise the roof next time you win. Yeah. Is that what the plebs are saying? <laughs> then I shall say it too. That's- mega. Mega job. Mega. Mega job, tame. My God. Oh, geez. Uh, um, any other things to say about Kevin's poll? Uh, it highlighted this year for so sure. Great. Watching him celebrate in the garage it was just so mm. awesome. Because there has been so few upsets, it was the only, which is That's why this point. has been such a good moment. And, it, and again, of course, obviously our favorite team. Yeah. But watching back the footage... You know, they posted on Instagram this little quick compilation on for F1 of the celebration of Kevin standing on the front of the car and smacking the halo. And then, you know, bear hug, huge bear hug for Gunter mm-hmm. and him. And it just like, it got me emotional. I was mm. like, gosh, I love these guys. Yeah. And seeing them finally get their moment in the sun yeah. for something that they knew that they would not be able to handle, like hold on to, but just... In the history books, yeah, pole position, Haas, Kevin Magnuson. It's a really cool moment. Like, imagine them winning a championship in three years. Yeah. Be like amazing. That, this That'd will be, be so this fun. will be an important part of that yeah. documentary. You know, For when sure. Kevin was being interviewed after, and the whole crowd was chanting Kevin. I was like, this is so cool. How yeah. do they all like? They, everyone loves the Haas. Yeah, it's so great. I mean, what's not to love? Yeah, I know. We know it can't be a surprise. Yeah. That, I guess, kind of leads us into a question. We'll have a quick kind of intro question from a listener. This oh, comes yeah. from Nigel Cheddar. Oh, hi, Nigel. And he asks, apart from Haas, okay. which team would you want to work for? Okay, this is a, oh, this is a good one. I think I, I hate to say it, guys, but I think I'd like to work for Otmar. Oh, oh. the Alpine. Yeah. 
Parker's just a crackhead. Just because it's like <laughs> what we're fighting. Just because yeah. I, uh, I think he's got the connects. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. He has a big I, old bin of connects that he can play with. <laughs> I love connects. He's <laughs> got a rector set. Medium-sized team. They mm. need to work really hard. Mm. They need to be really forward and progressive. And I feel like they're willing to be. They're one of the midfield teams that I think is willing to do what it takes to mm. be a great team. Yeah. Good, yeah, I'd probably answer. say Otmar, even though he's still on very thin ice yeah. with us. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Max? Uh, I was I'm thinking like in terms of who do I not want to work for? McLaren. Like McLaren, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's top of that list. They like betrayed, betrayed the Americans. Because yeah. a year ago, I would have said McLaren. For sure. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, they betrayed. Yeah. All American trust at this yeah. point. Lost. And Ferrari just seems like a horrible oh. work environment. <laughs> yeah. So bad. Um, and so I'm thinking like, is it Red Bull or Mercedes? Because Alphatari, Aston, I don't want to work for the Strolls. No. It's a weird family dynamic. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Alfa Romeo, I'm not sh- quite sure. But like Mercedes, I'm like, am I leaning more towards Mercedes? That seems like so the cool, it's the cool tech company to go work for. It's so big though. Yeah. You'd just be lost. I'd be lost all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Big buildings, <laughs> but like, but I don't know. I was thinking Red Bull, but I don't know. Christian yeah. kind of seems. Max kind of seems. Uh, yeah, I don't well, know. We know, yeah. we know what we feel about that. I, and Mike, it's a, so anyway, maybe it's Mercedes. That's a huge step for me. I would not have said that last year. You ready for it? Yeah, Sauber. I would definitely go work in Switzerland. I think it would be so cool to be the team that's not based in the UK. I, I mean, I love Alfa Romeo. I like who they are as a company. Their roots are even deeper than Ferrari and, uh, you know, Italian racing. But uh, now that they're also going to be Audi, mm-hmm. I love that this team that has fought through a lot of eras alongside BMW, alongside Alfa Romeo, and now taking on Audi, just has a really cool background. Yeah. And again, like, when you think of cultures that have developed the most finite machinery to make cogs and watches and to make the most precise movements. Is that what they they produced? make their cars out of? No, but I is mean, that what F1 cars are made out of? No, but when, when we talk about clocks and chocolate, well, when you talk about Rolex, right. And, and all of the watchmaking is done in Switzerland. Yeah, okay. Okay. For yeah. like Tag automatic movements. How do you say that? Tag. Wire. Wire. Yeah. Swiss based F1 mm. in theory should be amazing. Yeah. And now with German backing from a German manufacturing, Ooh, I think I Sauber agree. is going to be the next big thing. Okay. Well, well Mike, Sauber. Mike yeah. won that question. Yeah, you won. Okay. Is it a surprise? <laughs> point to Mike. It's yeah. been a while since he's got a point. That's how we roll. <laughs> Make a job, Mike. Make Come on. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Okay. Um, My girlfriend is going to enjoy this news. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Okay, um, uh, let's get into the main meat. The Brazil Grand Prix. He keeps yes. mentioning that girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps bringing it up. <laughs> Haven't seen her in a few weeks. Yeah, we talked about qualifying, <laughs> but we had a sprint race, then we had a big race. We had a big old race, <laughs> yeah, we had a sprint race, and then the big race. And we already talked about how George Russell celebrates winning a sprint race. Yeah, and it was pretty good. Haas, I mean, as expected, didn't win, but we got in the points still at the sprint race. Yeah, and so we've gotten points. They said every sprint race this year. Yeah, which is so. This has really benefited the car that we have to be able to kind of execute quickly 
I feel like our Achilles heel a number of times this year has been strategy more than it has been car. And it hasn't really been a pace issue as it has been picking the wrong tire or trying to catch out a safety car or a meatball flag for a broken front wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of misfortune has circum, you know, has a circumference around a couple of bad strategy plays with also misfortune. But this sprint race highlights what the car what they're good at, which is driving fast mm-hmm. <laughs> in a car that can perform. And so when Kevin doesn't have a bad pit stop or someone knocking his front wing off, he's usually in the point. Same with Mick. Here's a question: Are people sweating their tires as much? on a sprint race because they need to use them on the next race or are people kind of wrecking tires? I think they, they do have an extra set allotted because of the sprint race. Okay. But the sprint race does come to at least the decision of what tire do you run. Okay. But they're not going to mind the tire as much on a sprint race. No, not so much, but they do have to preserve it knowing that like they don't want to pit. Right. Okay. And so given that in this race, Red Bull started Max on the wrong tire and it became evident quickly that he wasn't able to hang with Kevin, which everyone immediately was like, what is happening? Kevin's disappearing into the distance. Mm. And then everyone realizes that there's only two cars on mediums on track and then neither of them are competitive. Mm. And one of them was max. The soft tire was the only way to go. And that strategy does play into your weekend allotment of tires as well. What you ran in practice, what you have to be able to run in the sprint race and so on. I was just curious if maybe that set Haas apart in the sprint race because they didn't have to mine their tires quite as much, but it sounds like it's not that huge of a factor. There's a caveat to the Haas being able to warm its tires up quickly. It also will burn tires up quicker. Mm. And so degradation is usually a little higher on the Haas than it is on a lot of cars, but that's what gave Kevin his leg up in cold temperatures and qualifying. Mick made up a lot of positions in the sprint race. He did. And that was really impressive. Yeah, he got all the way to 12th, I think, and he started last. Yeah. So was, he passed eight people in the he sprint race. Good. That's a lot. Yeah. It's half the freaking field. So, bummer. Bummer. Bummer that it didn't come to fruition for any points on Sunday. Did we... Did, did, uh, I know we're talking about the, the sprint really quick, but did you guys see the shot of Gunter on the pit wall right at the beginning of the real race? Yeah, after, let's talk about it. After Danny hit K-Mac? I missed it. He was sh- a shell. Like just just stone faced looking at the screens. Mm. I was like, Gunter, no. Yeah, it was heartbreaking for all of us. It, in fact, yeah. Gunter was just all of us in that moment. Yeah. Also, I will say we got a lot of shots of the paddock and of Gunter, which means that obviously Sky or whoever's running cameraman is sticking cameramen mm. in the Haas garage yeah. for yeah. reactions. They which, had to go find it at the pole position win. <laughs> yeah. They had to like go find They're the like Haas running garage. down the paddock with the camera. Like, like call time six AM at has <laughs> What's that? Is that a typo? Has anyone heard of this team? <laughs> I think uh like a side note to like the pole position and a lot of the buzz around Haas is like it's just bringing in more sponsors. Like people are taking notice and it's just all good news. Yeah. Um, but going into the Grand Prix and just have <laughs> that first lap was so gutting. It was the worst. In fact, actually, I I bumped my fast forward on accident. Oh. And, and I was watching the opening lap and I bumped it. And the next thing I saw was K-Mag standing next to his car oh. with his hands on his hips. And I was like, no! <laughs> I was so good. Yeah. It was the worst. It was I the worst. Believe it. And we couldn't even be mad because it was Daniel. I know. I felt gutted for Daniel too. I was like, 
yeah, I like to see him surge up and he seemed like he was on a pace to just crush it this race. And I wanted to see Haas get more points for the constructors. We were on track to just, you know, have some good points coming in. Right. And to have both those guys crash, Danny to cause that crash and then they're just gone. I was like, ah, it was shame. A, it was a bummer because it was almost an exact mirror of Mexico with Yuki. And what I mean by that is I think Daniel was just a tiny bit too antsy on for sure on this move. Kevin has no idea where he is. Uh-huh. And he's not assuming that Daniel's going to be there. Yeah, you see the view from Kevin and it's Daniel's not even in the complete surprise to him. Yeah. And so Kevin's cutting in to kind of get an exit for the next corner. So mm-hmm. his line is a little different than a normal line. And as he cuts across, Daniel's parked kind of there uh-huh. and doesn't really have anywhere to go and ends up spinning him. And didn't slow down either. Well, and so this is something that Max and I actually discussed because Max was like, I was like, it it weirdly just like shot backwards. Right. Like Danny went for that then open gap and got smashed by the backwards Haas. Right. And so like, you know, a few years ago, and this is actually a Haas topic, but if you remember Roman Grosjean mm-hmm. spun in front of the pack, who? <laughs> who, who's, who? who's this? <laughs> Uh, he spun in front of everybody, but he like lit the tires up and smoke screened the entire corner. I think it was like in Silverstone or Strategy. something. It caused a, like a pretty gnarly crash with he and Carlos Sainz. I think he was at Renault at Why, the time. Because, because he couldn't see. What do they call it? Whiskey? Have you heard that? Yeah, whiskey throttle. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you're just like, like yeah. panic throttle almost. So yeah, so he spins the tires, but creates this huge smoke screen. And in F1, that is super dangerous cars are torpedo shaped yeah and you can rip right through one you know and that can hurt the car it can hurt the driver it's really dangerous and so everyone was really critical of roman in that situation mm-hmm. but the other the other idea here is that kevin he did the same thing but he didn't spin it so much that it created smoke yeah and then he threw it in neutral so he could get out of the way of everyone in a half a second and really not get impressive. Hit. yeah that's what's crazy such a fast reaction yeah he programmed in his head get out of the way so no one hits me and i can continue racing and daniel was going for a gap that he thought that kevin would stop because danny's a race car driver just like senna would want (laughs) if you don't go for the gap you're not a racing driver or lewis hamilton yeah you're just running in the back of your competitor so <laughs> Saudi Arabia 21 yeah. never forget got him yeah so yeah, but that's kind of what happened there and it was a bummer and I, again yeah. I'm like I don't blame either of them it was just kind of this uh, too opportunistic from Daniel it's a bummer I feel like that in this case right now he has to have solid finishes yeah. to get his spot for next year or to get even the reserve driver spot he wants Ooh, yeah. and to have a DNF because of a dumb didn't need to make it move yeah is really hard it's like don't tell me that's the last stamp daniel licks yeah it's like you know? two kind of dumb didn't have two moves right by rocking into the back of k mag and taking a pretty risky gap right it's an unfortunate thing that definitely started the race off on the wrong note for haas but otherwise good race entertaining for from the other perspectives mick did have a good a solid effort Unfortunately, didn't come up with points. He was finished, I think, pretty much exactly where he started the race. Yeah. I think he finished 12th. Which is pretty good for Mick. Yeah. Didn't Bennett. Um, and Alphatari didn't get any points either. So that that's felt good. good. That was good. <laughs> feel good. Yeah, yeah, we have one more race to stay ahead of them, which is amazing. Come yeah, on, baby. Let's go. Ooh, it was like the next lap or right after the safety car, the Chucky Lake clerk went right into the wall. 
And I was surprised that he was able to pull out and keep going. There was a lot of action within that first six laps. Notice that no one said anything negative about Lando, though, even though <laughs> he punted another car into the wall. Was it him that sent Chucky into the wall? I didn't even know. I he thought got penalized in like two seconds. Yeah. So Lando penalty. Lando understeered through the corner on the inside. British. And <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Chucky came out, was around the outside, got punted, spun into the wall, and was fortunate enough that it was just a Leclerc le smashed front nose. Yeah. And so he was able to get that swapped out and continue. Le smashed the nose. <laughs> and we thought there was gonna be another safety car at that point, which I was kind of excited about. Yeah. But unfortunately they were able to clean it up pretty fast. So yeah. Well yeah, and he just rocked out of there. Like nothing happened. Had an amazing recovery. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's going to be another safety car. And then all of a sudden he was back in the pit lane. I was like, oh, I guess not. Never mind. <laughs> Rocked up to the front and then started petitioning his team to swap him and Carlos Sainz's positions yeah. <laughs> like three or four times. Yeah, he, he, it, was, it was an interesting plea, wasn't like it? Like pull him off of the podium. Yeah, like, like come on, guys. You know it's you want to do this We need me. every point. We need every point. We yeah. need every point. Just write something nice in my yearbook. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Uh, they uh, they weren't going to do that to him. Oh, no. They sure weren't. It's this unlucky lay clerk, dude. Yeah, unlucky lay clerk. a dump on all year. Yeah, that was rough to watch. Actually, as this interesting note, I feel like, are Ferrari starting to favor Carlos? Mm. I'm starting to see that Carlos is getting more consistent and that they seem to be kind of like, eh, yeah, we'll just give Carlos slightly the priority here, but we won't tell Charles. I think we've talked about before, like Chucky's just uh, not being able to stand on the pressure. It's just cracking. He seems he's like he's, he's just cracking. He dude. seems like he's just always sweating and like <laughs> just L- tired, listening shaking. to emo music a lot. And yeah. and Carlos just seems, you know, smooth operator, just kind of going car. forward. It's yeah. just the car, and that's usually LeBron. <laughs> If the engine could just not blow up, I'd probably win a race. Charles Leclerc, he's <laughs> listening to like a lot of like Bright Eyes, Saves the Day, <laughs> just, like Monine stuff, <laughs> like Under deep. Oath stuff. And Carlos Sainz is listening to, yeah, just like Michael Jackson. He's listening to Swift. <laughs> he's listening he's to a member Sheik. of the Swifterhood. And I think that he's just in a much better place I to just, take a win. Next year, Chucky Leclerc comes back with his dark black dyed hair. He's just Tobey Maguire when he gets like, like black nails. Yeah, it's Spider-Man 3, Chucky yeah. Layclerk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Venom, Venom version of Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. Just sad and not yeah. punk. Just yeah. sad. Just sad. Black frame glasses. <laughs> Only his car's black. Yeah. They're like, what happened? We don't know. He was a beautiful man and then he got on Ferrari. <laughs> and all his dreams would crash. Ferrari just breaks people. Just breaks people. They do. That yeah. much pretense will break anybody. Yeah. I feel like Sebastian, you guys remember Vettel wrote on Charles' helmet saying that he was one of his best teammates and that he needed to remember to be to stay happy and not like get Ooh. defeated in a few things. Ooh. And it just feels like prophecy coming true. Yeah. Wow, Vettel knew. No, I mean, of course he did. And freaking Ferrari ruined Vettel. Yeah, so Chucky's got to get out of there. He has how many years are left on his contract? It's just too many. Even if it's one one season, it's too many. many. (laughs) You know what I'm excited for and I really believe is going to happen? What? Is when that Ferrari gloss kind of fades away to a point where somebody gets an offer from Ferrari. And they say no. And they go with somebody else. Yeah. Which that does not happen. No. I feel that coming. Not this year, probably not next year. But if they continue down this road where it's like, hey, dude, 
There's yes. been no success. You guys are wrecking your drivers. People are performing worse with you yeah. than they were with the team before, uh-huh. and they don't come back. <laughs> Right, yeah. right. It's like they're coming back from Vietnam. Seriously, <laughs> just they come back. They come back looking like Sebastian Vettel, twenty twenty two. And and if we're honest about Kimmy's championship, the only reason Kimmy won a championship was because Alonso and Hamilton would stop screwing around. Yeah, they lost the championship by one point to Kimmy. And if they hadn't been doing the crap that they were doing, yeah, Ferrari wouldn't have won the championship. Jeez. So it's pretty simple. They've got to figure some crap out. Yeah, they have some major cultural issues, which we've covered in previous episodes. Go back to the catalog. Yeah. Find yourself a Ferrari moment. Speaking of teammates not getting along with each other. Oh, boy. Us three. (laughs) We're all going. (laughs) Parker keeps getting real gassy during our recordings. I'm gassy. We're going for constructor points in the podcast championships. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Where are we at? One point. You have one point. Oh, yeah. That's oh, the right. three of us? I think Parker and I have like 60 each. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've been giving each other points off the air. It's just yeah, we Parker do it, off we guard. Do it, we do it under the table. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just this under the table. Just fist bumps. Yeah. Boom. That's one point. Boom. That's two points. <laughs> Okay, so we're at a constructors championship among each other, not against other podcasts. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Oh, how many other great Haas podcasts are there? None. We're the only great one, except for the Haas (laughs) chap. Oh yeah, we do love the Haas chap. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, he started halfway through the season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and his is a video podcast. Like it's a you can watch it. Okay, so is he is, is he in a different? Constructors Championship. Uh, yeah, I don't know what block. Okay, I guess we're counts. winning. Yeah, he's like esport. He's like e racing. <laughs> Sir Wallace, all... if you have a disagreement, just, <laughs> just why? Because it's online. Yeah, are you roasting it, Sir Wallace? It's video it seems okay, more. So we support <laughs> Sir William Wallace, but yeah. we are competing against. Oh no! Yeah, no, yeah. here it is. He's Formula okay. E. This. That's what I was saying. E. Yeah, you said why? Because it's video, which is video uh, games, uh, whatever. Um, he's why, still it's he, could, he could be our teammate, much like the Perez Verstappen thing. Oh, uh, that's what you were getting. At. Maybe. Okay. And he wants to pass us, and we're not letting him have it. No. Back down, back to where you came from. That was crazy. It is a shame. You know what we're talking about? What? At the end of the race, when. They wanted Perez to go past Max, and he's just like, no. So nuts. That completely changed my view of... And who cares what we think of Max Verstappen? Yeah. But watching that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. There are number one drivers, and there are number two drivers. Uh Right. Number one drivers play number one driver game no matter what. Right. And he doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care. Yeah. You want it? He was one... One point after he's won the championship? Yeah. For his friend? Yeah. How many times? How many times has Perez? Every time. How many? Yeah, last, I don't know. last year and last this year. Eight, just, maybe I, seven or eight? I don't know. But it, I mean, last the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix is what everyone thinks of in this instance to go. Perez was out there throwing his race in the trash can. For Max. Battling Lewis and Max to try is to like, give Max a chance. Checo's right. a legend. Like, that's the famous clip. Right. And then this, he's like, guys, I explained to you my reasons. <laughs> and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> but yeah. I'm sticking with my reasons. And Perez is just in the back like, oh. 
Yeah. I have it them. It was crazy. And, 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 and I haven't, like Max Verstappen, I'm like, ah, oh, either way. It's just like he's a, he's a driver. Red Bull's kind of like a team. Like I have no like real strong opinions either way on Max Verstappen. But now it's just like, well, this is, this is psycho. Yeah. yeah. This is just a villain coming out. So that is villain yeah. level. It's villainous. Yeah. But do you know what it's also going to create? And this is something that I just can't, like I can't seem to understand. There have been crazy examples of how many times Perez has done something to ensure Max a win uh-huh. or at least, you know, staying on track on a longer stint to defend and like make sure that no one has a good outlap from a pit stop. For He's an been undercut. doing like, Verstappen's like dry cleaning all year. Yeah, <laughs> literally though. <laughs> yeah. It's genuinely what he's been doing. But cleaning I feel up. like Perez has done it in a way that wasn't like Valtteri with Mercedes. He's done it while still maintaining some kind of ownership of his role in the team, not <laughs> just being number two. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Max, and this is this is the theory, but it seems like a strong theory because it's running rampant through the paddock. Sergio crashed after in Q3 at Monaco. And Sergio had pole position when he crashed. So he comes around to the tunnel turn and he spins out and he crashes. Apparently, a few weeks later, Christian and Helmet Marco approached Perez and said, you did that on purpose, didn't you? You crashed at the end of Q3 to secure pole position. So Max couldn't do it. They like couldn't beat your time. And apparently Perez admitted to it and said, yeah, I did. Whoa. And so, so exactly. Here's me saying, okay, so Perez has been selfish once. Yeah. He wanted to win Monaco super bad and it wasn't a shoe in. It wasn't guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. And so oh, funny. I didn't, I hadn't heard that. And so Max is holding this grudge. So ridiculous. He's already a champion twice. Monaco. Yeah. <laughs> He's won the world championship. He's won 14 freaking times this year. And literally, if you listen to the message over the radio, it's ridiculous. His engineer is on it going, Max, don't worry about DRS. Let Perez through. Max, let Perez through. Yeah. Max, let Perez through. It's literally, he repeats it's himself like five or six times. And then afterwards, Max comes over the radio and he says exactly what you did. I have my reasons. Yeah. And it's just like, this is, what are you, you kidding me? One time Perez was selfish and now you're going to be like, I'm not giving the position back and screw the team yeah. in their second place finish. Who is it that was saying like, well, good luck Max next year if Perez is still on the team. Right. Good yeah. luck then being teammates with this guy. Just like like being the Stockton tier Malone, just giving you all the buckets. And now you just created like a like a rival. Yeah, on, for one point. Yeah. Over one on point. A championship that you've won. And Perez is a pretty decent driver. He's a great driver. I, yeah. I agree with this point. But the last part of the, of the previous point here okay. is that Red Bull has never finished 1-2 in the Drivers' Championship. Ever. Oh. So when Sebastian won all his championships, Weber was never, was never able to finish second. And so this was their chance. This could be that. <laughs> this was their chance. So Max just screwed it for not just Perez, but for the team. Oh, jeez. Okay, so the rest of the team is pissed at him. What are the consequences here? What was on the line? Here's me shrugging and going, well, this is the problem, right? Is that it's like, how can you discipline Max Verstappen? Well, what was on the line as far as the championship goes? <laughs> well, it's just giving them that opportunity to say Red Bull got their first one-two in the driver's championship. Because... That would have put Checo ahead of Leclerc? I don't know if it would have put him ahead, but it would have given him the opportunity at Abu Dhabi to seal it. Mm. And one point or two points or whatever it would have been 
would have given him that opportunity. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, they're dead even on points, aren't they? They are dead even. 260, is that right? 290. 290. 290. He, he screwed the pooch. That is horrible. It's but if you were Max to at 429 on Charles. Ferrari and Red Bull. <laughs> oh my gosh. We got your Wait, money on is, for Abu Dhabi. Charles Leclerc. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think, really? <laughs> this is way yeah. worse than I thought. Yeah. yeah it, Not only was he just taking points away from him from for this race, he wasn't on podium. Yeah. He's won the championship. Yeah. He has nothing to lose. That would have taken Sergio from third to second. And you're right. Been a one-two, assuming everything remained equal at Abu Dhabi. Right. A one-two Red Bull Drivers' yeah. Championship win. That's what's not being taken into consideration from all the press that I've heard about this so far. <laughs> Is that that's that is the fact that is the wow. point. But wow! Other than dude. that, you're right. This creates the Nico Rosberg, Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso, Lewis Hamilton team dynamic. And now also you have people that don't want to be teammates with Max Verstappen ever. Is right. this kind of like how people think about Alonso from right? Old? Yeah, I, I haven't ever gotten it. I've heard that Alonso's a jerk. And now I'm seeing this happening. I'm like, oh, is oh, this okay. how it kind of is? Right. You develop a reputation and the other drivers go, yeah, you might have the best car, but you have the worst driver. Yeah. I don't want to be teammates with him. He's yeah. toxic. Crazy. We're watching. We're watching you, Max. I mean, I just hope that next season Sergio goes, I'm just going to break later and throw it in deeper and I will yeah. push Max out of the way. Because yeah. Sergio's got it for yeah. sure. Well, and look at him and Ocon when they were at Force India together. Yeah. They were crashing into each other constantly because mm -hmm. they hated each other. And I'm like, you don't want that side of Perez. He knows how to throw elbows. We got to see a little bit of that side of Ocon. Oh, gosh. This, this race, too. <laughs> I feel like one of my favorite moments from this weekend, actually, was during the race when the engineer was like, Esteban, you aren't going to race Fernando. Confirm. Stop that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Esteban, you need to tell me you're not going to race for I do not know who this Esteban is. <laughs> no, speak English. Like, Please leave a message after the tone. Beep. He's like, but I have to overtake Vettel. He's like, you're allowed to overtake Vettel. Do not race alone. I would love a driver to do like a fake radio static noise. Like, yeah. Can't, yeah. Having issues. <laughs> the sensors all look fine, Esteban. We know you can hear us. <laughs> And then just the, si the, the sound of road noise. <laughs> okay, I won't do it. Uh, before we move on, Mike, you said you had something to talk about with George and Lewis. So here's the thing that I, I want to get this in before we talk, go to our last segment. First of all, congratulations to George. We do have him to thank for our pole position because he didn't mm -hmm. beach his Mercedes. You got to take the yeah. bad with the good. <laughs> yep. So we got to congratulate George with uh, with his win. Good for him. I think that it was a solid race from Mercedes. Apparently, Red Bull really did have nothing for them. Um, as a quick side note, I want to say that <laughs> I want to say that I prophesied something, or at least called something in the future here. You said George would win a race. No, I said that Max and Lewis cannot race each other clean. Yeah, that's true. They cannot physically, in their capacity race each other clean yeah. Yeah. the second they got near each other they crashed yeah. and i just was like are you guys serious they're just yeah. magnets so when you learn to drive a motorcycle they tell you about something called uh target fixating yep where say you're going into a corner and you realize you're going too fast okay what you're supposed to do is keep your eyes on the center line of the road slow way down 
And then if you need to, you dump the bike, but you just keep your eyes on the center line and up ahead of you. So you're, you're kind of looking up like this because what everybody does in at a situation like that, or uh-huh. if you are on, you know, a road where you see something you don't want to hit, man, uh-huh. I've seen it on straight roads. Yeah. This is a very common thing. Uh, motorcyclists will be riding their bike. They'll see something that is a danger. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you just focus on it. And with a bike, oh, it's not like a car. You control it with your body. Uh, and your body subtly just puts you right into it. Oh, uh, so you subconsciously drift into the thing you're fixating. Yeah, yeah. you you subconsciously. That's, that's freaky. Like, and you can see there's tons of videos of it online of perfectly avoidable situations wow. where guys will just cross the center Ooh. line and hit a truck. Oh, geez. Because they just are looking at it. And that's the thing I think of with those, those two. two. <laughs> they yeah. get together. And if it was anybody else, if it was a Williams, yeah, just let them through. They'd, you know, it'd be a little bump and they'd move on. But you but watch it's Max like, pass everyone. Oh, here, it's just we're like, going to crash. Yeah. We're going to crash. We're going to crash. I know we're going to crash. And so they just make it happen. Yeah. And then they, it's so, so funny to see and predi- it, so predictable. It is predictable at this point, And that's why I wanted to point it out. But the reason that I'm bringing that up is because I have to point something out. Yes. Now, Sky Sports got really i mean we already know this we can accuse sky sports all day of just being the brits and just not being able to let go the of Club. the brits they on the track we're so in love they're just with they, george and lewis gushing yeah. they're just gushing over this mercedes win and you would think that mercedes is a they british were talking company. about their hometowns man yeah, yeah. Now they you've got to win for your hometown. Yeah. We've got another win at Buckingham Palace. Like, okay, guys, just, we already know. <laughs> all right. You know, I didn't realize it was going to be like that. Now yeah. I hate everyone. <laughs> the British boy club that they've got going on is is a little bit annoying, but they gushed over George and just me. He drove a perfect race. He drove this perfect weekend. <laughs> and at no point did George ever show any weakness. Lewis Hamilton, seven-time champion, chasing down his gearbox, and he did he didn't, sh- he didn't falter. God shone down his light and p- glare and placed it upon the <laughs> gas pedal of George Lewis and he drove off into the heavens. George reached into the stone and he pulled the sword straight out. Shiny and chrome. As if, as if Arthur himself had crowned him to be the king. And off he rode to Valhalla. That's what I felt I was hearing. <laughs> but I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm thinking to myself and I'm like, in this moment, did Sky Sports actually... Sh- They've made their decision. They're George fans. Oh, funny. And all this time, I thought they were Lewis fans. Ah. And here's why. In those final laps, the gap between George and Lewis went from 1.1 second to like 1.5 seconds. And that was the biggest the gap ever got. And somehow, and still everything that was written, everything that I've read, all of that, nothing credits Lewis Hamilton for driving a wounded duck and being able to keep up with George. Mm. And here I am, somebody that makes fun of Lewis Hamilton as much as humanly possible and uh, condone that with this podcast. (laughs) I'm um, defending him. Yeah, interesting. He ran a great race and nobody talked about it. We seek out truth. (laughs) We seek out truth. Yeah, wherever it may be. (laughs) I know he won driver of the day. Yeah. Because he did come from the back back to second, but it still didn't showcase how good of a drive he had in a broken car mm. to almost catch George. Yeah. But to George's credit and to Mercedes' credit, 
the last note of that is that George's car had run completely out of its cooling. All of the water out of the car had come out Whoa. and he finished the race with a car that they thought was going to explode. Mm. But they didn't tell him <laughs> and they decided not to retire the car because they didn't want... They didn't tell him? No. That means he's expendable. Just like... <laughs> Yeah, they were willing to kill him. <laughs> Merce- like Sky Sports may love George Russell, but Mercedes. But Mercedes. <laughs> just like they're yeah. like, there's an eighty percent chance that that will explode, and Toto's just like, shh, 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 just, <laughs> just don't tell him. If he dies, anything. he dies. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> In Toto's voice, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> George is like, I'm having the best race of my life. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> and they're like, oh, Danny's free. Yeah. <laughs> we got a seat for Danny. Uh, got a vacancy. His car blows up and he totally turns over and he's like, you can take a driver out of Williams, but you can't take the Williams out of a driver. Am I right? <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's, that's amazing. amazing. That is good. That's gold. Okay, let's shift gears, and we want to return to our wonderful segment, Five Underrated Things in F1. This time, we have Parker. All right. Item number one. I'm excited about this. Let's go. The helicopter driver. Okay. The helicopter pilot. Dude, this is a great one, This is really deep, yeah. Yeah. So nobody talks about this, but there is... A elite level <laughs> daredevil, daredevil <laughs> helicopter pilot, yeah, that is doing air show aerobatics <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> it's so true. It's so real. A hundred and fifty feet above hundreds of thousands of fans every week, and a camera guy filming the action sweating, while this helicopter is like sideways. To all hell, totally. <laughs> That's a, that's crazy and true. In case the listeners don't know, there is a helicopter that flies the entire race and throughout the majority of qualifying or sprints. And it's not that he follows the track. It's that he follows the track really low mm-hmm. sideways. Right. And in crappy weather. In all the weather. In yeah. any condition. Jeez. You see the flag straight stiff in the wind. And that dude is out there sideways, 200 miles an hour <laughs> down the track. Yeah, and he is going that fast. He's keeping up with them. You, you look crazy. at some, you watch some of these shots, and he is keeping up with these cars, and he's overtaking these cars. He's you know crossing the entire length of the field in seconds. Right. And he does those cool nosedive maneuvers. He's always got these cool reveals around like yeah. trees and stuff. Depending it's on their track. It would be fun to do an episode segment <laughs> on him. Like, yeah. who's this guy? You know, I tried to give some info. I'm guessing it's a handful. Okay. But I tried to see, is it like, okay, is it like a Burt Mylander thing where there's one guy? As far as I can tell, there's not mm. one guy. Special Ops helicopter team. And Burn Mylander is the uh, safety car driver for those who uh. are listening didn't recognize that name. I yeah. didn't recognize it, and I just played along. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, we'll look a little further, but there is a great Martin Brundle little short where mm. he rides with the helicopter pilot. Oh. Um, so both him and that cameraman 
Wow. That are managing to get some of those shots. Uh, that'd be that's that's a good one. That is a really good one. One year they painted the chopper to be a Senna helmet. It was yellow with the green and blue, uh-huh. you know, Brazil colors. Yeah, uh, with the stripes on it and stuff. And it was the first time that I looked at the helicopter and I was like, that paint scheme makes sense. Because <laughs> it's just that dude needs the ultimate legend colors. Yeah. Seriously, he's he just is a such legend. a bad age. That's cool. There's good one. A, good there's one. an interesting little vignette of Lance Stroll. Mm. I can't That's remember what track. Yeah. To hear interesting and Lance Stroll in the same sentence. It's the one. <laughs> it's the one exception. It's the one interesting vignette with Lance Stroll uh-huh. is him calling his pit crew and asking car check, car check, car check because he thinks that his tires had been punctured and he's getting uh-huh. all squirrely on the road. Yeah, They're like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And he looked up and he realizes that it was because the helicopter was so low that um, it was disrupting the airflow over the top of the car. Turbulent oh, air. Wow. I remember this. And so he starts wobbling around on the track because the guy was so low to the that's ground. That's crazy. Is that insane? Yeah, that's a good one. All right, the next few will be uh, short. So you guys know, this. I think about this all the time, but the engineering. Yeah. It is so underrated. Definitely. Genuinely. We don't, by definition, underrated or something that is rated are the things that people that are ta- are talking about. Mm-hmm. And the engineering just does not get talked about. It's non-existent. Compared to the driver drama and, you know, who they're driving for next year. Yeah. And even tire degradation and temperature is not nearly as ranked as engineering. We have a whole series Drive to Survive about, like, the drama and the drivers. Right. But, like, you could have freaking long series just about engineering. Just about the engineering for yeah. every team. Yeah. The building of one mm. year's car could be an entire series for, you know probably about 1% yeah. of the people that would watch Drive to Survive. Nerds. But, <laughs> uh, just a couple of interesting facts. So your average vehicle right. RPM is what? 7,000? Yeah, five and a half is like red line for yeah. most. Five or six is about as high as you're going to go and your car's broken Yeah, yeah. at that point. So imagine what that sounds like. Yeah, when you're gunning it on like the freeway or something. Yeah. Gunning it on the freeway and you're maxing out and that's not even 6,000. That's probably like four and a half. These are going 15,000 regularly. I did not know the high end of the RPMs. That's not the high end. Oh. The high end <laughs> is 20,000 what? What? RPM. Insane. Why didn't you tell us this earlier, Mike? I'm sorry A that I did A point is taken away from the constructor's <laughs> championship. <laughs> Just for the listeners, they fist bumped again, gaining That's crazy. one more we can share. Wow. So it is hard to conceptualize that. Yeah. It's kind of like a hundred million dollars. It's hard to even like, okay, what is that even? That's how many times the engine is rotating per minute. Per minute. 20. The engine is rotating. Yeah, Max. <laughs> you're, you're getting there. <laughs> 20,000 times. So here's a little tidbit to maybe put that into a little bit more perspective. So the valves on a car open and close twice for every stroke of the engine, right? Okay. And there's going to be two strokes for every revolution. So the springs that open and close the valves, mm-hmm. metal springs are too slow to open and close valves on an F1 car. Even the strongest springs can't return the valves fast enough back to their positions fast enough for the next stroke to come through. And so they have to use 
computer-controlled pneumatic valves that what? blast pneumatic fluid up into the valve to close the valve every time oh. because a spring won't return it fast enough. Yeah, this is very underrated stuff in that car. <laughs> Far out. It's insane because the old engines used to allude to this a little better because of the high pitched scream. That's what made it so high. Wow. So when you had that, right, like the iconic F1 noise yeah. stemmed from those revolutions per minute. With the turbo hybrid V6, the turbo is what takes away the noise. And so the engine noise that we have now isn't as high pitched because it's going through a turbo first. It's like a big fat muffler. Yeah. And so it changes the tone of it completely. This is fun. That's a fun fact. Two last facts yeah, about this. This is great. Put it in perspective. Tolerance, Tolerance describes how close parts are together in a machine. Okay. So in a Honda, you know, in, in a Honda, you're driving on the street. Mm -hmm. The tolerances are going to be a lot because this thing's going to heat up and cool down mm. over and over and over. And it needs to last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Your car, you know, the average consumer yeah. car is going to last 20 years. And so the tolerances, and I mean, like, imagine the space between the piston and the cylinder okay. is going to be pretty wide yeah. because the piston's going to be hot at some point and the engine isn't, or the engine's going to be hot at some point and the piston isn't. It just needs to work in all of these different circumstances. The tolerances in an F1 car, the parts are so close together mm -hmm. that you cannot turn an F1 car's engine until it's at full heat. So if wow. you try, if you went to an F1 car and you yeah. tried to just cold start it, yeah. it's not that it wouldn't start, it's that it wouldn't move and it would be like a rock completely compressed together. Wow. Like it doesn't move wow. at all. And they have to warm up these parts so the engine block expands. Wow. And then it has the space for the pistons enough Jeez. that they'll actually move. Like a tire blanket for the engine. That's right. crazy. And that's the whole engine and that's the gearbox as well. And it's it's just microscopic Holy amounts crap. of space. Jeez. I can't imagine designing and building them, manufacturing these parts. And that's 80,000 parts per F1 car. Jeez. You kind of, you look at the car and it's like, oh, you got the thing, got the brr. It's pretty simple. You got the tire, 80,000 parts Jeez. on an Crazy. F1 car. And all of it is bespoke. It doesn't work for anything else. Right. Uh. And they change the parts every race. Yeah. Not, not just a different part. It's a differently shaped part for every race. Wow. Not every part, but a lot of the but parts. Yeah, that's nuts. Okay. The engineering. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's a great one. The last three, that was number two. The last three are shorter. I think we really underrate the rowdiness of F1. <laughs> F1, F1 has been rowdy from the beginning. F1 is a... It's a refined NASCAR. Like they, yeah. they, they no, no, play no, no. it exactly. up like they aren't, but they are. But it's on national TV. There's so much money. There's so many brands that they're mm -hmm. all kind of well-spoken or whatever it is. But at any point where there's not cameras, this is a rowdy, rowdy sport. Right. Where these people are playing to win. And they're doing whatever it takes to win. Mm -hmm. And we've covered that a lot on this podcast, but I think that's something that is tragically underplayed in the way that it's presented because there's so much money and because there's so much brand presence, that rowdiness is not like present. But you look back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and it's like, yeah, these were like the, the bad boys got into this yeah. right because people were dying and also it was like just a super sexy time yeah rowdy is a fun word to describe it yeah, yeah. it's like i love that james hunt and hesketh racing right that's yeah. the perfect example of rowdy culture yeah when it was 
it, like the rest of the teams were pissed because he made it publicly known. Yeah. It wasn't because he was any different. Yeah. yeah. It's just because he was more public about <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. getting we're getting the we're getting the controlled side of all yeah. of these people. But these are racers, yeah. dude. And these are people that make race cars. These are not accountants. Yeah, I think that's a good one. You watch like press conferences. I remember watching press conferences when I first got in like fun highlights. Yeah. And it's that rowdiness spirit where they're joking and making fun of each other in the yeah. press conferences. Team principals are trying to get at each other. Like the coaches and owners are trying to screw up other coaches and owners. It's it's a rowdy time. That's yeah. a good one. It's a good example. And they're saying things that are straight up jacked up about the person next to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't do business with him anymore. He's dead to me. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, he's sitting right next to you. It's unreal. It gets downplayed on TV. It gets downplayed. It's like, no, dude, this is racing, man. Or like when Perez won Monaco and the day after, do you seen the video of trying to get him off the boat and he's so drunk? Just hammered. walk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like rowdy times, man. Yeah. Happy times, crazy times. They're still race car drivers. Nuts. It's fun. All right. Number four. I think it's very underrated. The scrappiness of Haas. Yes. yes. It is so scrappiness is the underrated thing for the Haas. Yeah. I love it. The shipping container of nacho cheese still <laughs> not talked about They're enough. They're still living on that. They get <laughs> one shipping container of nacho cheese <laughs> for season. the whole year and that's all they get to eat. We're seeing these guys racing at the top level, but, but these are not people that have the money like the people around them do. I think it just clicked with me when you're like, oh, we have sponsors. We're going to actually hit the budget cap. And I was like, we're not hitting it? Yeah, we're nowhere like, not I thought it. it brought everyone down to our level, but no, we still haven't reached their level. Right. So yeah. that is, the scrappiness is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's like somebody sponsored by Wendy's up against somebody sponsored by Apple. Yeah. And we and they got we got Paul this this and we week. Got Paul. And we are competitive. We're against beating Alpha Tari and we're beating Williams. Like this is yeah. dope. And when you look at Alpha Tari and they set the monitors on the Halo f- during like when they're in the garage and the driver's looking at those monitors. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like when you look at Alpha Tari and they set that on, it's like it's bespoke. It's made for the car. It's yeah. like all sleek. When you look at it on the Haas, it's like two Dell monitors they painted blue. <laughs> And that's why I freaking love them. Yeah. It's like, it's just, they're just making it happen. <laughs> they're it's out there amazing. making it happen. Man. Yeah, it's really, really commendable. It's really fun to watch. Okay. The number one most <laughs> underrated <laughs> thing in all of <laughs> The Hot Boys Podcast. Big shout out to us. That's Woo! what I'm talking about. We are underrated. Underrated. Out here since the beginning. Yes. yes. Rooting for an American team yes. in America. Way before pole you, positions. Yeah. Way before anybody had pole positions. We're bringing you great topics. Yeah. With excellent info. Uh-huh. Reliable. Yeah. Now quality. It. And damn it, we're handsome. And we're we're very handsome. so beautiful. Find a more handsome-looking Haas fans. I've been meaning yeah. to talk to you about that lately. Oh, sorry, You're looking buddy. really good. Are you really? <laughs> yeah, you brought it up like it's a problem. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about lately. You've been looking too good. Yeah, Thank you. You've been looking <laughs> rather. Thanks. Like no, the smolder during the podcast isn't. A That's good why we thing gave each other the... more points. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here's another point for you. We did talk about y'all's facial hair last. We talked about yeah. you guys a lot last time, yes. and so I do appreciate that. It's time to give a shout out to <laughs> my it boy feels Parker. Evened out. Uh, we've been here since the beginning. There was no bandwagon when we started. We built the bandwagon. Yeah. 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 
This was still a Russian-sponsored car when we started. <laughs> and it's been fun to find Haas fans all over the States, all over the globe. Yeah. And to find fans that like other teams, but they also love Haas. It's yeah. growing. It's growing. Yeah. It's a movement, people. Yeah. We're excited to have you aboard. That was awesome. I love that list. That Way was a go, great Parker. list. Mike, you have a lot to think about. I do. We've dominated I'm these. Super, I'm super mad because I have had to reshape my list now. This is the third the time. The most underrated thing. Lewis. The most, the most un- underrated thing. <laughs> uh, George. Uh, Otmar. <laughs> Slick tires. Michael Schumacher. Nikita Mazepin. <laughs> David Croft. Um, speaking of underrated podcasts, please... Tell all your friends to go rate our podcast on Spotify. Helps us get more listeners, helps get out there. Sure does. We only have a few more episodes left in the season. Woo. So send us your questions or your drunk messages. We'd love to get anyone else anyone else's voice on the podcast. Right. Yeah, it's been fun. If you are a Mercedes fan, you're a Red Bull fan, and you're all these fans, I want to hear from you. Yeah. I want to hear how much you disagree with me. I love it. Yeah. Are you happy with Max's attitude or do you like Gunter? That's a that's question I'm going to ask. One example just, question. It's actually just one question. <laughs> that's, an, that's like an example of a question. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good one, <laughs> but it is a question. We'll take it. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good week. Thanks, guys. Bye. That's one more podcast. Let's get this over with.